somebody on the inside finally said it. Now that he's on the outside. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. Alejandro Villanueva is now a member of the Baltimore Ravens. And as such, he had a meeting yesterday, one of those virtual meetings with the Baltimore media, and talked about any number of things, not least of which was how he preferred to stay in the AFC North. At least that's what he said. We'll enjoy facing the Steelers twice a year. And then he kind of threw this in all by himself whenever he'd been asked about the running game in general. You know, when you have a balanced offense or when you run the ball, it's, it's obviously better for the offensive line. I'm assuming it's not as fun for the wide receivers uh, because they're not getting all the catches. They're making the TikToks and they're, 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 they're having fun on their social media. You know, when you have a balanced offense or when you run the ball, it's, it's obviously better for the offensive line. I'm assuming it's not as fun for the wide receivers uh, because they're not getting all the catches. They're making the TikToks and they're, 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 they're having fun on their social media. Now, see, that's just a few seconds. And at the same time, there's a lot to unpack there. Because before I even get to the Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool and TikTok stuff and everything else, there's also a pretty clear hint there, if not an outright suggestion that the Steelers themselves were not committed to the run. And that is something, in fairness, that we heard going all the way up to Art Rooney II. That a big part of their problem with running wasn't just the running back, it wasn't just the blocking, but it was also that Ben Roethlisberger wouldn't commit to it, even when it would go well for a play or two, Ben would basically pull the shoot on it and start passing anyway. He just saw it as, a, as an excuse to start passing. So take that purely from the football standpoint and at least file it away. Because the one thing I can tell you about Villanueva is that he doesn't exactly operate with much of a filter. Okay, I feel like I got to know the man fairly well in his time in Pittsburgh. And I feel like even though there were some contradictions in what he'd speak, even though there was some uh, unusual hesitancy on certain subjects, uh, most notably the whole anthem thing and the flap in Chicago, um, some different patterns there, for the most part, when you talk to him, you were going to get an answer that was brutally honest. Not a little bit honest, but it, sometimes painfully honest. Even when you think, and, and this happened to me one time, I asked him something about uh, veterans in their service. He, of course, being a, a, an Afghanistan combat vet. And he came back with almost kind of a sharp-tongued answer about expressing appreciation for things like that. So he, he could have very easily said to me who he sees on a regular basis, 
And, uh, hey, man, yeah, thanks. That's really cool. Instead, he proceeded to give me this whole big lesson, which I respected. He's in that position, and I'm not. I'm not criticizing him for it. I'm just letting you know that this is how he communicates. I'm trying to give you some background here. So I could very much see that the one thing that he wouldn't do while he was in Pittsburgh would be to slam teammates, right? Because if you think about uh, the military culture and everything else, the last thing you would ever do is throw one of your fellow soldiers under the bus or whatever. So here he is in, in a different situation. He's been moved to the other side. And now it's okay to answer that question there without violating any sort of code or principle or whatever it is. And he takes the first opportunity to do this. Make no mistake, he knew exactly what he was saying. This is not some stupid person here, okay? And he knew exactly why he was saying it, and he knew exactly what reaction it would get back home, including in the locker room and including its intended targets. I can tell you that in dealing with this group of offensive linemen, meaning not just Allie, but Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro, and of course Ramon Foster, who now works for us at DK Pittsburgh Sports, that I've never been able to get any of them, not even Ramon, to say even a million miles off the record that they have a problem with Juju and Claypool and anybody else who obsesses over social media and TikToks and all that stuff that Juju was doing last year. But then I'm not one of them. I can talk to them, but I never pretend or delude myself into thinking I'm one of them. That's stuff that they would keep between themselves. So it is telling, and it is significant, that at the very first opportunity that he was out of Pittsburgh, that Allie brought this stuff up himself, without even being asked about it. That's not an accident, and that's not going to be an isolated thing. The only difference between Allie and the rest of these guys is that Allie is still, you know, Allie no longer employed by the Steelers. He can say that and not look like he's betraying anybody. The Steelers were the ones who didn't sign him. And that makes me wonder to what extent this team really is worried about that kind of stuff. I've downplayed it myself. As any longtime reader or listener can attest, this has not been a big hot topic for me. I think it's grossly overblown, actually. But I do think that the combination of the lack of commitment to the run, as well as whatever perceptions might exist, especially internally, about the lack of commitment of the wide receivers to the game of football, I do think that those two things put together should be of a concern to Mike Tomlin, to his coaching staff, and really to everybody 
over their heads because a lot of decisions, a lot of expensive decisions, a lot of future-based decisions come down to things like this. You cannot afford to have holes in your collective character. And regardless of whatever you or I think about TikTok, social media, and whatever else here, all that matters is what they think of it on the inside. And is it a distraction to them? When we come back, just one question. back it's time for just one question and that's brought to you on this program always by luxembourg garbett kelly and george lgkg personal injury law firm in western pennsylvania that represents people who are hurt in car accidents who need assistance with workers comp and who filed medical malpractice claims the attorneys at lgkg have been designated super lawyers capital s capital l for over 15 years and that designation what that means is that they rank among the top 5% of attorneys in our Commonwealth. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's question comes from Super Bowl 43, who asks... Given that Mason Rudolph is firmly entrenched as the backup QB and most likely successor, at least at this point, to Ben Roethlisberger, is that is there anything that Dwayne Haskins can do to unseat him? Even operating under the unproven assumption that Haskins is more talented than Rudolph, will good behavior and throwing a few nice spirals to the practice squad be enough to surpass Rudolph? No. No, it won't. Haskins was brought into the fold principally, I believe, by Mike Tomlin from the way, just from the way Tomlin speaks about him and the way he spoke about him just again last week, something that I was sharing with you on this show. Really, really likes the kid, really likes his overall ability and really feels like the Steelers can bring something significant out of there. But it sounds to me like you're asking about 2021, and something like that just wouldn't make sense. You have a very clear hierarchy here. Not out of obligation, but just one that makes sense. Ben Roethlisberger, duh, your starter. Mason Rudolph, the most experienced backup and probably the best positioned, not probably, definitely the best positioned out of all of them, to take over as the starter if something were to happen to Ben. And then you have Josh Dobbs, who Ben really, really, really values having on the sideline. And I don't care if that sounds lame, like that's not a reason someone should have a uniform. Well, Josh Dobbs can also play a little bit of football. But Dobbs, his thing is being there for Ben. Ben trusts him. So out of those three guys, Haskins is never even going to see a helmet in 2021. He's just not. He does have the opportunity, as all players do, 
to make plays in training camp and in practices. He'll also have opportunities, unlike everyone in 2020, to show something in the abbreviated but still existent preseason. And if he does that, look, one thing that coaches and managers and instructors across all sports tell you is that you have X amount of opportunities, but you do have those opportunities. And when you have them, you can seize them. And you can not let them go. Can I throw a a baseball example at you without offending anybody here on this football program? In 2019, the Pirates called up Brian Reynolds from the Miners. Total emergency basis. They had absolutely no interest in having him stay in the majors. It hurt the service time status and everything. It was just a last-ditch thing. Reynolds comes up, kills the ball for two, three weeks, and then he just keeps going. And no matter what happened, no matter who else was supposed to be playing left field, no matter who else was supposed to be taking up his roster spot, and no matter what other damage might have been done to his uh, service time status, years of control, and all that other stuff, it didn't matter because he just kept hitting. Haskins can go into these practices and blow people away. I'm not saying he will. I'm saying that he can. He can go out there and put up 65-yard bombs right into somebody's breadbasket. He can run and scramble and, and show good reads. He can do any of this. So can any of them. I'll take it further. So can anyone at any position. Do I really need to rattle off the list of undrafted free agents who've done exactly what I'm describing over the years and became very, very wealthy National Football League starters. Well, Haskins doesn't even have that issue. He's he's in camp with first-round pedigree and youth and athleticism. So yes, he can do these things you're talking about. I'm laying out why in 2021 I don't believe that he will, which is a different discussion. Thanks for the question. I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers every day. And in fact, I appreciate it so much. We'll do another one tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.